Hello and welcome to the Post Up Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I am always joined by the ever-present, always incredible Kaunda Chama. Kaunda Chama, the NBA Finals are upon us. They have started like a house on fire. Um, how are you doing, first of all? Seems you haven't learned, Cyrus. I am Finals K. But anyway, I am doing very fine. I am I, I, I'm ecstatic, Cyrus. This is the time we look forward to all season, Cyrus. I was just thinking the other day, right? Actually, I was thinking... The night, last night, that every you know every season in any sport starts off with a clean slate. Doesn't matter whether you're you're the champions or whatever. Everybody starts at zero. Yeah. Uh, and guys like you and I, we look forward to this moment where the top two yeah. meet it's, each other, and, it, and it's, it's on. It's a bittersweet thing, though, Bakanda, because you know you're you're coming to the end of the process. You know, um, mm. unlike the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, but <laughs> but the whole thing is. You've got an entire season's worth of, of stuff that's that's just come to an end, and and it's really it's a special thing because now we get to see who'll be crowned champions, and um, but it also says that you know we, we've come to the end of everything. When when they start handing out those end of season awards, you're like, oh man, so and so, you know, Nikola Jokic won the MVP. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, that means that we're coming to the end of the postseason, but it's still exciting. So I agree with you totally on that. Um, game one happened, and mm-hmm. um, it was glorious. It Absolutely. was also, um, I mean, a bit like I keep using bittersweet here because I'm backing the Bucks, um, and I think that's primarily because you know I love Giannis. I met him when he was here in 2015, still fresh faced. His English oh, yes. was terrible. Uh, met his brother Tanasis and 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 his mom and dad when his dad was still around, uh, when he was still alive. Um, and it was just incredible at that Africa game. And now he's a two-time MVP. Um, him and his brother Thanasis could join the younger brother Costas as NBA champions if they win this yep. title. And, you know, it, I think it's a big deal for for Africa. But they're not the only Africans involved. There are loads of Africans actually involved in this particular series. But the thing for me is the other narrative, which is the Phoenix Suns narrative, which is the Chris Paul narrative, which is CP3 deserves a ring. And I know you've been sort of backing the Suns a little bit in, in, in recent weeks. Um, how are you feeling about how Game 1 went, especially after Chris Paul was incredible? Look, Cyrus, I, I expected uh, nothing less from Chris Paul last night. I think this th- this is a statement series for, for Chris Paul, Cyrus. I, I think we can comfortably say, even as objective as you and I like to be at times, this is his final opportunity to get that chip. Yeah. I, I don't see him coming back as a leader. Maybe he can come back off the bench as a vet or, or, or just a role-playing vet that starts and, yeah. and help a franchise uh, you know, get that chip. But for, for Chris Paul, for me, this is his final opportunity. And, and this is a statement series. And I, and I like the way he came out. I mean, the whole squad came out. They were running and gunning, Cyrus, speed-wise. Speed-wise, they, they 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 beat the, the the Milwaukee Bucks. They were faster than them. Yeah. When it comes to when it came to defense, these are two of the best defensive teams this season, uh, both from the West and from the East. And I, I could see early on in the game they were doing they were swarming their defense. Cyrus, yeah, Giannis, yeah. They, they, he would have three guys on him. 
that, that would give them no breathing space. And you notice that even affected the Milwaukee Bucks because they they failed to convert second chance baskets early on. Like I, I, I was beside myself. I was like, I know I'm rooting for the Suns, but the Bucks are making like clumsy mistakes here. But it's not on purpose. It's because the Suns have just come out defensively and offensively great, Cyrus. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it. I think it was worthy of a game one. It definitely was. It definitely was. It's an interesting thing, though, Kanda, because, you know, you, you mentioned some really interesting points here. And I think let's go back to the running and gunning. I mean, this is Chris Paul. He's 36 mm -hmm. years old. Um, yep. You know, in a game one, his debut NBA finals, the man scores 32 points. Um, he was just remarkable. He had nine assists, um, perfect from the line, four of four. Um, he yep. shot four of seven three-pointers. You know, he was 12 of 19 from the floor. It was it was an insane performance from him. And and then when you look at, at what happened with, with the Suns, they weren't necessarily at their best. Devin Booker scored 27 points, which was really, really amazing. But he was mm -hmm. one of eight three-point land. He was eight of 21 from field goal range. Now, maybe that's, you know, the good defense on him or maybe the pressure of the situation. But I think what the Suns did well was they managed to get a lot of their guys into double-digit scoring and they yep. grabbed a lot of rebounds. I mean, DeAndre Ayton, 22 points, 19 rebounds. He was immense. And a lot of the rebounds were on the defensive end. And that's the one thing that you were talking about in terms of offensive rebound scoring from the, the, the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks in total had 38 rebounds in this game. Um, 47, sorry. And of those 47 rebounds, nine of them were offensive rebounds. You look at the Suns and they had 43 rebounds. Six of those were offensive. But the thing about it was that they managed to get the boards when they when they needed to, especially down the stretch. And because of this, their fast start, they didn't ever really allow this is the Suns. They didn't allow the Bucks to to really come back at them. Um, and and I think we have to talk about Giannis here um, because him coming back to even play this series is phenomenal. I don't know how he's done it. I really don't. He doesn't look 100%. He says his knee is pain-free. I'm yet to, to believe that because I saw him grimacing and wincing a couple of times. But that chase-down block that he had in the game, I mean, if somebody's knee is not really working, you don't really do those things. So Giannis might just be a mutant. The X-Men might be coming to ask him what's going on. Do you think... <laughs> Do you think we saw anywhere close to what Giannis needs to deliver? Because I don't think so. I think that he he fell short of where he needs to be in order to get this team across the line, especially away from home. He had 20 points and 17 rebounds, which is insane, with four assists. But And when you think about it, he was 7 of 12 from the, three, uh, the free throw line. So, you know, this was a Giannis that was a little subdued, but still managed to do things. Cyrus, uh... Yanis was nothing short of phenomenal last night. I mean, the only thing he didn't do was help the team. I mean, or will the team to win that game. But but Cyrus, I can also tell he's not 100%. And, and yeah. I was surprised that he came back. You know, uh, before this game, I, I've been speaking about, no, I don't think Yanis will be back anytime before game two or game three. I, yeah. I, I mean, seeing him, maybe the fact that we saw him actually walking down the tunnel after that injury by himself after Thanasis helped him up to a certain point and he was like no nah, i think i can take myself maybe that spoke to the fact that it wasn't as bad as we thought but then it, again it looked bad but it wasn't it, it as looked bad. bad in the slow-mo maybe 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 if you look at it really he, he did bounce back nicely and there's, prevent there's some tears doctors, there's some doctors but, who watched that footage and said this looks terrible 
But but maybe he is uh, related to Wolverine. We don't know. <laughs> you know he's got that fast turnaround. Maybe he's the Nigerian Tigerian. Come on, Cyrus. We've been I, I having don't know this. If the Nigerians were, were healing this way. I the, think Nigerian he, yeah. the Nigerian ones. The Nigerian ones were. So, but, but, Cyrus, uh, to me, I, I thought his performance was great. That chase down block, I know you don't want to say it, so I'll say it. It was LeBron, LeBron esque. It but, still hurts. Uh, <laughs> the word is it still hurts. But it was LeBron esque. But but Cyrus, uh, like I think, uh, Yanis did what, what he could do, and, and I yeah. think he did what Coach Bud expected. He was there; he was the leader, and, and I think it gives the team uh, a lot more hope, a lot more energy when their leader is present. But then again, Cyrus, let me just take a step forward and talk about the Milwaukee Bucks collectively. What I've seen in the postseason is when Yanis is on the floor. They seem to take a back seat and, and, and chill slightly because they want Yanis to own the game. You know, because, yeah. you know, he, he he plays a lot off the dribble. He doesn't play yeah. a lot with, with, without the ball. Like, he plays himself for, for an alley He's definitely an on-ball. He's an on-ball player. He, he's an on-ball offensive player. So there's a lot of times where they just let him do his thing and he'll dribble and uh, you know euro step to the bucket or or get a mid-range going and, and i think that causes the guys who, who who usually step up when he's not there to sort of fall back and that's what affects yeah. them and they can't afford to do this with a with, with a with a motivated team like the phoenix suns who really want this chip i mean every team wants this chip but the phoenix suns here at the precipice of making history you can't yeah. give them an opportunity to uh, and I know it was it was a road game, so they were already you know on the back foot. But still, they had the potential to to give a, a bigger fight. I mean, somewhere towards the end of the third quarter, Cyrus, they were down by as many as twenty points. I yeah. was really worried. I was like, oh my word, this could be a blowout. But they kept on clawing themselves back into the ten points, nine points. I mean, I they mean, ended they up losing by thirteen. But yeah. when you dig yourself into a hole like 20 points, and then I think there was a three-pointer from Chris Middleton, or was it Drew Holiday yeah. towards the end of the third, that brought it to 17 points. But still, you're 17 points down. Even in a league that has become three-point heavy at the moment, you do not have uh, the best three-point shooters on the floor. The other team does. Enough respect to Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. But they've got Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and Chris Paul doesn't shoot a lot of threes. Like, you know, he loves his mid-range from the elbow. But yeah. Devin Booker is a certified three-point shooter. When Cameron Payne gets going, he's also a certified three-point shooter. So, uh, to me, I, I think we need more energy, more offensive energy from the Milwaukee Bucks, Cyrus. No, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. It's, it's actually interesting because you talk about the three-point shooting, and when you look at the box score, right, um, Phoenix took 34 three-pointers. They made 11 of them. Here's what's really surprising. The Bucks took 36 three-pointers, two more than the Suns did, and they scored 16 of them um, as opposed to the Suns' 11. The difference really came into the field goal shooting where um, the Suns were just phenomenal. Um, they made... I mean, it's actually quite crazy when you look at the stats because <laughs> the Bucks took 48 field goal uh, attempts, scored 40 of them. The Suns had 88 field goal attempts, scored 41 of them. So the real difference, I guess, comes in the free throw shooting. 
because that was the, the, the key area of complete difference where the Bucks only had 16 free throws in the entire game. They made nine of them versus the um, Phoenix Suns taking 26 free throws and making 25 of them. And, you know, when they talk about fundamentals, that's it. You, you know, and, and in essence, this is where like the whole fans counting Giannis down and all of that, that's where it comes to, 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 to pass where you're like, okay, where are the key difference areas here? And the key difference areas were the Suns went to the line a heck of a lot more and they made those foul shots as opposed to the Bucks not necessarily getting there. I mean, they had 10 fewer um, uh, free throws than the Suns did and they made a terrible percentage of those compared to, to, to Phoenix. So I think that there wasn't, when you look at what the differences were, it was the aggression. Phoenix were definitely more aggressive, got at the line more. Perhaps it's also, you know, that home crowd, refs t tend to call, you know, more fouls for the home team in those kinds of situations. Um, but it's not all doom and gloom. So no, 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 no. Just to finish off the conversation about about game one, and and I'd like to get your your opinion on this because I think it seemed to be that the Bucks had a real problem containing Chris Paul. Obviously, he scored thirty two points, and um, Devin Booker, who then scored twenty seven points. Now you'd expect those guys to be the leading scorers because that's what they've been doing. Rather, Devin in particular, because Chris Paul's just started to get more into the scoring stuff as the season's worn on. But then let's look at the Bucks. So you've got Giannis getting 20 points. You've got Middleton getting 29 points. Those are fairly good numbers from them. Brooke Lopez had 17 points in the game. But where they really, really lost steam was in Drew Holiday. And that's the biggest problem area for Milwaukee right now. He had 10 points in the game. He was 4 of 14 from the field, 0 of 4 from three-point range. Um, he just he can't afford to have games like that because then you're gonna have the situations that they had last night where you you have the bucks down big and they don't necessarily have a response and they also don't necessarily have a lot of other guys coming up with points themselves pj tucker only had seven points bobby porter said five Bryn forbes had had six uh pat Connaughton eight jeff teague three so you know they, they have to get more scoring from the other guys um do you think that that they must and have to expect Drew Holiday to be more aggressive to 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 impose himself more in the game. Yes, I totally agree, Cyrus. Uh, and you see, the, the the thing about the Milwaukee Bucks. First, I'll talk about uh, the fact that uh, the likes of Drew Holiday, uh, the likes of uh, PJ Tucker, the likes of Pat Connaughton, they, they're streaky players. They go on streaks. You know, you notice they, in previous games, previous postseason games, they go on streaks yeah. and they'll put in some impressive performances. And, and then next game, they're, they're blowing cold again and they're, they're they're failing to put up the similar types of numbers. And, and then you wonder why. Uh, and we can't say it's all got to do with Yanis's uh, presence all the time or, when he, or his absence that, that motivates them. No, they, they just need to be a bit more consistent, Cyrus, especially in a situation like this. These are the finals. You you, you want that chip. You want that break. So, uh, and another thing, Cyrus, besides the players not, uh, you know, showing up, some of the players not showing up as big as we expected them to, like you mentioned Drew Holiday, you mentioned Tucker, you you know, you also mentioned uh, uh, Connaughton as well. But somehow the Suns, I noticed something about the Suns. They were playing some sort of pick and switch game on Brook Lopez where they would yeah. put a faster, they, you know, they'll pick and put a, a faster player on him. Like, like Brook Lopez 
the, the likes of Devin Book and Chris Paul are going to blow straight past him. You know, he, he's a big guy. You know, he's a big guy. So by the time he's, he, he's turning that 18-wheeler around, that, 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 that little small four-wheel, four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive car has gone around him and is, is, yeah. is, is making it to the hoop. So they, or, or may, maybe stepping back and shooting. So they really, the Milwaukee Bucks really need to do, to, to take a look at how Brook Lopez was taken advantage of in this game and, and look at fixing that situation because I'm sure the Phoenix Suns will milk it as long as they can. And and, yeah. and if the Bucks don't find a solution to what they're doing to Brook Lopez, they're, they're, they're going to take game two as well. Yeah. Secondly, and, Cyrus, yeah. I think Brook Lopez also comes off a, a series where he was playing against the likes of Capella, Gallinari, who were smaller bigs. So yeah. they, were, they were easy to manhandle. Now you give him some guy who eats Bahamian cuisine and jollof rice, <laughs> and, and he comes. <laughs> yeah, the Asians have the best of the Bahamas and Nigeria in him. You know, he's got the best of the the, the, the Nigerian and, and Bahamian genes in him, and he's a bigger big. Yeah, if yeah. There, if there is such a thing. Can you say bigger big? Yes. Oh, he's, just, Lopez wasn't able to bully him, right? Yes. And he he, 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 he might look small in frame. He yeah. might look smaller in frame than than, 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 than than Brooke Lopez, but he's a strong center. He, he's Ooh. young and, and he's very athletic, and he gets up there. So he 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 was. I mean, the only person I saw bully uh, DeAndre Ayton was Giannis himself, and that's when I realized that maybe that knee is healed, Cyrus. There were back to back moves yeah. he pulled on the young man. I was like, all right, okay, you know, and, and you know, it's, Giannis, Giannis has got that upper body strength when he comes at yeah. you. Well, he's never really yeah. come at me. But, you know. <laughs> when he comes yeah. at you, you know he's coming. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you there. I think what's interesting though is that you know Lopez was definitely found out. Um, they they exploited his his weaknesses. Um, they know that he's he's just going to be a really tough. Um, he would find it hard to guard anybody on the perimeter, and that was definitely um, showed. That was definitely showed in this game, in game one. And I think that the Bucks have to. I mean. Coach Budenholzer has to find a solution for this because the other issue they have is when they take him out, then you're playing Giannis at the five, which is not a terrible thing, but you then, you know, he, he him facing up against an, an eight and he can, he can generally beat him, though he's coming into a hellhole. They've got like three or four guys in the center there, so everybody else has got to take their chances. And I guess in, in, in that respect, this is where the Bucks have to get more scoring from everybody else because Drew Holiday is a great uh, free throw shooter. And if he's more aggressive and draws fouls, he gets more than just the 10 points. And that will be very, very decisive for the Bucks here. I think the Phoenix Suns weren't ever in a space where they felt they weren't doing the right things defensively. If anything, they always felt comfortable in defense. They had a plan for Giannis, they had a plan for Middleton, they had a plan for, for Holiday. All of their plans worked. The difference on the other side was the Bucks didn't have any defensive stops, at least at the time that they needed them, especially in the third quarter against the Suns. So let's start talking about the future here and the rest of the series. I think game two is a really important one, obviously, for the Bucks. If they can get, and this is something I've been saying to people because it's it's tough to call any series after game one, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the Bucks only have to get a couple of road wins, and then this is this is their championship. So if they win in game two, just remember that every single every single team has to win away from home. 
that's generally yes. how this stuff works right yeah well let, let's see um i mean it it's it's how you want to you want to win a championship so yeah getting an away and a, a road win is critical now the bucks get a road win in game two that sets things up really nicely for them back in milwaukee it's not to say the phoenix suns can't beat them in milwaukee it's happened already mm -hmm. this season. but mm -hmm. it, you know that bucks crowd and you know the Bucks themselves as a team have performed pretty well at home um, this postseason. So I think their away form struggled a little bit, but their home form has been pretty good. And I think that's what uh, Coach Bud will tell these guys: let's try and let's try and steal one, and and then let's hold down things at home. And if they do that, that gives them a three-one advantage, and then we're talking a totally different story here. So, what do you think might happen in Game Two? I think, uh, first of all, Cyrus, I take a step back, half step back. I think what the Bucks were going with here was the surprise appearance of Yanis, because we yeah. really didn't know. He was day-to-day, -day, right? Even yeah. you and I were speculating, nah, he definitely won't be back. So I think they thought that surprise appearance of Yanis would rattle the Suns. But yeah. the Suns were like, nah, this is our house. It's even named after us. This is our arena, so we're, we're going <laughs> to hold it down. And obviously that, that that home crowd, they were counting Yanis down and he missed yeah. a couple of crucial free throws here and there. And But I think in game two, uh, I trust in Coach Budenholzer. I think he, he's a great coach. He's going to make the necessary adjustments. And the, the, the I mean, the Suns don't have enough pieces. I mean, you saw what happened to Dario Saric when he tried to play a little too hard and he injured himself, but it was... I think it was just a slight niggle because he he did come back. But what the what the Suns can't do really, they can't build a wall for Yanis like other teams did in previous postseasons, like the Toronto Raptors, who were just building a wall for Yanis and he couldn't get in the paint or he couldn't take that ball to the hoop. So what I think what the Bucks are gonna try and do is, is really take advantage of the fact that they can play very big. I mean, they've only really, I, I mean, they've really only got one, uh, like, dominant big in, in DeAndre Ayton at the Suns. So if, if the Bucks decide to play big, Cyrus, I think they can really dominate the smaller Suns. And if they can get some good perimeter defense, and I think that's what Coach Bud is going to look at. Perimeter defense, please limit the amount of threes, because if you live by the three, you win by the three, Cyrus. You can be coming back with your or, field goals. Yeah, you know, you 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 be you 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 be always one step behind. If you, your opponents are scoring threes, I mean, it just makes mathematical sense, right? Yeah. And you're scoring field goals, the two point three field goals, you always be left behind. So I think Coach Bird is gonna say, look, perimeter defense important, but again, we are the trees in the paint. So concentrate on defense and let our shooters try to do what they can do. I think it's time for Drew Holiday to step up. You know, I mean, even Jeff T coming off the bench, Jeff T can give some some, some good uh, minutes there. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton, this is his opportunity to become Chris Middleton. Come on, Chris, he can do this. And I think that's what Coach Bud is really going to be interested in seeing in, in game two. I, I can't disagree with you totally, though I do have some, some counterpoints to that. Because mm. I think that, you know, when, when you look at it, if the Bucks try to go big, they're going to get killed again on speed and on the perimeter. And I think that's what happened in this particular game one, where they exploited the switches, the Bucks switched way too much, and then you had 
Brooke Lopez on Chris Paul and on Devin Booker, and that was just a recipe for disaster. And then the help defense on that was just not adequate enough. So the Bucks really are in a tough spot because when you look at the guys who you might bring on in a sort of smaller ball lineup, the likes of Bobby, Bobby Portis, he too was getting chowed on, you know, by mm-hmm. these guys because he's not as quick or as versatile a defender. And so, what I mean, if you're Coach Bud, you say, okay, fine. Let's put as many guys on these guys as possible. Let's get in their faces. Try and actually limit all of the looks that they get. Three-point, two-point, free throw, whatever, you know. Get in there and make sure that you're, you're making a menace of, of yourself. A menace of yourself. Now, mm-hmm. on the opposite end, what he'd have to do is then say, look, attack them. Because I think the one thing that the Suns did really well was their collapse defense, where they, uh, when Yana started going on a run, there were bodies in the paint. So you say like they didn't yep. build a wall. They did. They did, though it was a bit of a different a small wall. wall. Look, they can't build like a massive one. But you put put enough bodies there, you're going to get stuff. And the thing is, they'll live by Giannis's free throws, live and die by them. Because, you know, he's not a great free throw shooter, though he didn't shoot a bad percentage in this past game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the likes of, of uh, Drew Holiday getting to the line that is going to be the most critical thing. Because... Drew Holiday had two free throws in the entire game. He made both of them. Brooke Lopez, weirdly, who's a fantastic free throw shooter, missed both of his. But you have guys like PJ Tucker who didn't take any free throws. Um, Giannis obviously had 12 of them, and, and the Suns will be okay with that. Chris Middleton had zero free throws. Zero mm-hmm. free throws, which means he wasn't necessarily trying to drive on this guy on these guys and that's a skill that he's really got so i think that if he's able to to do that they might get more but but the other thing the bucks have to do is to try and get as many offensive rebounds as possible don't let deandre boss the paint because if they do that and they've done that in previous series they they get a lot of second chance baskets and and that's Mm. a really good thing but that's also goes to show that the Suns' game planning, Monty Williams has been fantastic. And I don't want it to seem as if we're just trying to find ways for the Bucks to win here. Um, I think <laughs> from, from the Suns' perspective, as we wrap up the podcast, um, what I feel they have to do is more of the same. You know, yep. when the opportunities arise and, and Coach Bud has gone, to, uh, gone to, uh, to sleep at the wheel again and he's left uh, Brooke Lopez in the game for longer than he should, then make hay while the sun shines. Um, they've got the likes of Mikel Bridges. Campaign is still there. They will try and go for baskets. And they'll feel a little bit calmer in game two because the pressure of game one, you know, you're at home, you want to show your fans what you can do. They would have missed a lot more shots than than, than normal because of the pressure of the situation. Now the pressure is kind of off. They've got at least the one win. They can yeah. actually play with a little bit of freedom. And I think that if you're Monty Williams and you say that to your players, they'll listen to that and they'll say, yeah, you know what? Coach Monty, this makes sense to me. Let's see what we can do. And Chris Paul will always push the coach's narrative here where he'll say, keep calm, guys. We know what we've got and we can beat these dudes. Yeah, Cyrus, look, I I agree with you uh, 100%. Well, maybe 98%. They've got to do more more of the same, Cyrus. And and, and what what, what major thing they beat the Bucks on was transition buckets. Yeah, they, they 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 were oh those fast yeah. break buckets, Cyrus. They, they, the Bucks didn't know what hit them, and I, and I and I think Coach Monty will kind of test it out, see if the Bucks have got a counter to that. If they don't, he'll play more or less the same kind of game. The pressure's off. 
they, 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 you know, uh, Chris Paul can start going with those behind the back, through the legs, dribbles, yeah. you know, feeling a little bit more free uh, in the paint there, getting it from the elbow. Devin Booker can do the same. Campaign mm -hmm. is motivated. Um, I mean, we haven't even seen much of Jay Crowder. I mean, exactly. that's a guy a who, can be, who can be a problem as well. Statistically, he had a bad game, but he had a great game when you look at, at the intangibles, you know, because mm. his defensive pressure on, on these guys was fantastic. He only scored one point in the entire game. But when you look at the kind of, of, of stops he got on the likes of Giannis, on the likes of PJ Tucker, Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder did what he needed to do at the defensive end. And, and that's critical. I mean, this man grabbed nine rebounds in the entire game. Um, so he was there when they needed him on the glass. And I think that's a, a critical thing. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I think we're on the same page here because even somebody like, like Dario Saric, Dario Saric didn't really, he only had like two minutes in the game. So, you know, his minutes are restricted, but these guys can actually contribute a little bit more. I just don't see where the Bucks turn if the guys who played in this particular game don't deliver um, in game two, because Thanasis is not necessarily a guy who, who I expect to see on the floor in an NBA Finals. Um, and really, the rest of the, the, the guys on there, there's a couple of rookies and some role players, but they're not, they're not the, the guys who could change a game for you. So it has to be about the, the starters. And, and I think that's where they've, they've been let down. Um, Kounder, just to, to finish off, um, do you, are you still calling this series the way you did before? Do you think this is going to be the Suns' championship? Yes, I'm still calling it the way I did, Cyrus. It's Suns in seven. I think this is Chris Paul's opportunity to, you know, uh, be on that banana boat holding Larry as well. Um, then we'll be left with one banana boat rider without the championship, and that's Carmelo Anthony. And that's just, you know, how the story goes. Yeah, that is just how the story goes. Melo might actually be a little bit more mellow. Um, there are rumors of him potentially going to LA, uh, to the Lakers. We'll see if that ever pans out into anything. You can't have all of the old age home in one team. But uh, I still, I still have faith in the Bucks. I was pleasantly surprised as to how well Giannis managed to be in mm. that game one. Though I think that if he rested a little bit more, um, and maybe we only saw him in game two, it might have been different. But I think that he now knows what he needs to do and what level he needs to get at in game two and the rest of the series if he can get there um, to deliver stuff for the Bucks. And I think they have to motivate drew holiday they have to start getting drew into uh, positions where he can score more where he's more effective offensively and um, and that's where the bucks will will get this and i think the bucks i'm still kind of hoping that the bucks take this in six i don't know if this will be a seven game series but um but i think this this is probably the bucks to lose though at this point after game one the suns are in the driving seat well, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the Post Up Podcast. From me, Cyrus Rogers, it's been fantastic. Counter Chama, any last words? Uh, yeah, just keep watching the finals and keep listening to the podcast because, you know, we love basketball and basketball loves us. It is very true, Counter. The game is the best love of all. Thank you, everybody, and we'll be with you when we are looking at what's happening in the NBA Finals in the next episode. Bye-bye.